Welcome to another episode of the Cultured Handed Podcast Season 2. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, subscribe. Leave a comment below on things you want us to improve upon. And let us know how this episode made you feel. Now let's get into the episode. Hi guys! Welcome to the Cultured Handed Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be reading the book called The Call. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay. The Call by Unini Mosimabale. Unini is a first-class graduate of Industrial Relations and Human Resource Management. She is so versatile and she writes and she's also, she also plays the guitar. Oh my God. And she's amazing. Honestly, from what I remember in school we had like a great time together and to find that she also writes was just amazing i am so happy that we're going to have her on the show with us today so that's the wonderful news like i'm so excited to have her on the show because i have so many questions after reading this book and we're just going to go straight into the week recap now don't worry guys i didn't forget about that in the week recap i'm just going to be talking about myself today um everyone had something come up but that's okay you guys still have me you all know i love k-drama so i'm just going to give you what i watched this week i watched record of youth which is so amazing because i love pak bogom i'm his fan and you know everything he does is wonderful watch reply 1988 if you haven't watched that and i'm currently watching the chinese series the promise of shanghan and i'm excited to watch it and actually i watched some english shows this week i watched enola holmes because everyone was talking about it like a part when the part that got me was when the lady mentioned something sherlock holmes was like i'm not interested in politics and everything and she's like why are you not interested in it he he now mentioned that i think he said it's boring and she said those people who have the the society working for them or people that society works for are people who are never willing for the society to change and that really got me thinking because this is a time where people are like voting and trying to choose um a new leader so it's just really been in- insightful for me because i was someone who's not really interested in politics but now i'm going to get more interested because i mean things have to change and we can only have hope that people that we elect would get the change that we want and if we can't hopefully we get to the point where we can use our voices to make change in our own way and also another interesting thing that happened this week was amazon i saw something interesting about amazon and they are like inventing something called always home cam like a camera it flies around your home it's kind of like i think it should be like a drone it flies around your home and like films you and films like everything that's happening in the home. Just kind of like a security measure. But honestly, I find that so scary because if that is hacked, like somebody could be watching you in your home and you don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but I would like to know how people actually feel about that. Um, another interesting thing that happened was I was reflecting and I found out that I saw something interesting online and I've always known that as well. Um, there are things that you liked from the age, they wrote age 6 to 14, but I feel I should expand that from, from age 6 to 17. 
those things were actually the things that you are passionate about. And I wrote down all those things I liked from that time. And honestly, it's it's exactly the things I do as my hobby. And just with a little additions here and there. And I was really, really, really insightful. <laughs> I was really insightful that things I've always loved to do as a child, I'm still doing them now and having fun with them. And it's just really cool. I'm happy that I have a job that allows me to still do things that I'm passionate about. So not that I'm not passionate about my job. I love my job. Um, but I just thank God for um, everything and how far we're going. So that's enough about me this week. Now I'm just going to give you a brief summary about the book, The Call. Um, we have this girl, Adana, and Adana comes from a really poor family and but her, fam her father is doing everything he can to ensure that his daughter gets an education and that she gets the best life possible and she came out with a first class degree in computer science and um, she's about to serve her NYSC and she was looking forward to serve her NYSC and I was wondering I'm like why is everyone so excited for NYSC I wasn't so excited like that but she um, seen Towards the end, I got my answer because she really wanted like a placement somewhere that she could work and get money back to send to her family and help them out, especially how far they've helped her. And towards her final year, she needed a huge sum of money to finish school. And her dad had to reach out to his friend, Obina, and he's like, okay, guy, I need money. Um, for my daughter's school and the guy's like okay fine I know this guy he can help you out and they go to meet him to ask for money and he sees that this captain is young and he feels somehow about asking the guy money asking the guy for money but he still does anyways and he says for his, his daughter's school fees and all that and things that she needs and the guy gave him like 700,000 naira. and first of all I'm like why would somebody give somebody such a huge amount of money um so easily so it's somebody he doesn't directly know but then over time i saw that he doesn't see that money as anything as any like a big deal and he has even his sister spends more than that amount of money um so then they centered around this captain who met her camp like she went where she was serving and she was serving in abuja and um he was the captain there. And um, they just got through the whole NYC experience. It was just very nostalgic because, um, you know, she mentioned my meat market, the things, the smells, you know, the experience of people drinking to stupor. <laughs> you know, she mentioned that they were, like, they were behaving like, she doesn't know why they were behaving like drunkards or something like that. But it was just really nice and descriptive because I felt like I was in that scenario i really really resonated with it because you know even the point where they made her sit down in the middle you know her shirt um this thing she had on um shorts that were like really short and a top that was like of low quality and that's what they gave the nyc core members but nobody really wears that everyone knows that and even like for me, I brought my own like whites. I didn't even I don't even want to collect their whites because you can. What if you come and it's not your size, you know? 
anything can happen so you just have to be prepared all the time <laughs> but she didn't have the money to afford that and she still had to come to camp so she had to wear what was given to her but lucky for her it fit but it was too short so when they're like oh sit on the floor and she she explained like down 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 like see that but i didn't have that experience but i could imagine them like really shouting because they really shout a lot and um you know she had to sit down on the ground but she was like oh my god i don't want to sit down on the ground ground so i'll squat they're like you there come here come and see me do and she's like i don't want to go and then you know everybody's just loud and it's just so funny so they brought her to the center. She had to sit down. That's where she had been catching the eye of the captain there. But by the time she sat down in the middle, it's like, okay, now we're close to each other. This is a problem. And then, then they had like a whole relationship. It's not like they were dating, but you know, like he kind of targeted her as his and um, was making sure that he was following her through the whole experience. Um at a point he even kissed her so it was just like a whole thing they both like really liked each other for some reason and um after the whole two weeks he found out that oh i didn't get this girl's number lucky for him you know he <laughs> the guy um her father was still owing him money so when he was talking to the friend of the dad obina um telling him oh you know this guy hasn't paid me open me the proposition and told him that oh he offered to work for you as a driver or something for free he doesn't mind working the money out and um jude thought that that was a great idea the captain's name is jude and he thought it was a great idea he's like okay fine um but i don't want him because his, his sister suddenly mentioned that um she would prefer a maid that the daughter should come work for him i just thought that's kind of unfair because it wasn't the daughter that borrowed any money but i'm not going to get into that um she agreed she had them talking about it like obi and her dad and she's like okay fine i'll go work at it as a maid because she has been looking for ppa and that's a primary place of assignment and she hadn't found any and she was like you know what i'm just going to be a maid and help my dad out. Maybe that would give me a good experience and give me a place to live. So she moved in and she just suddenly saw that Jude was the captain. And so he was just lucky. He didn't get her number, but then she happened to show up at his house. <laughs> um, so she decided to work there as a maid. Um, even though, you know, she was a first class graduate, she didn't get opportunities. She finally found somebody by chance um god helped her she found someone who got her a job at a really nice company so she was working um with her ppa and doing as a maid as well and she ended up becoming friends with julian the, the sister and jude and jude had um a lot of really um relationship issues with his dad um because his father like even used to lock him up in solitary confinement weeping like i just felt like he went through a lot of childhood abuse and i don't know whether the father was i was very upset at that point because if it was it was like the father felt he was training him to be someone in the future but actually he was just damaging his son and it's just not right so he had that 
battle within him and he was going through and um he started to take drugs when he was younger and then over time you know he was in remission and sometimes he would go back to eat an overdose and almost kill himself so it was just like a whole thing that he was going through and battling with um so she became friends with them and then there was this girl halima who they really wanted him to get married to or have a relationship with and julian supported that at the beginning but over the, over time she did not realize how evil halima could be for him so um over time they fell in love blah 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 <laughs> mind me it's more than blah 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 you go read the book and find out what happened but there were a lot of things that happened in their relationship and at the end of the day he asked her to marry him and um that was the end so i skipped over a lot of important facts that happened in the book and i'm just going to kind of like go over some parts that caught my attention first of all I'm going to talk about the relationship. This girl was a first class graduate of computer science and she was very beautiful. Everywhere she went, like men were always like looking at her, like she was beautiful, she was smart, she was a family oriented person because you know she wanted to make money for her family to help her family and not just help herself. And I felt after all the things that she had suffered in life, she deserved better. Why do I say she deserved better? We have this guy, Jude, um, who had like fits of anger, fits of anger outbursts. You know, he almost tried to kill himself. You know, he had like abuse as a child. And honestly, he wasn't really completely over the abuse because it wasn't so long ago that his father just apologized to him and told him that, oh, because he stood up to his dad and his, he, he, his father was now like, um, his wife always wanted you to, you to do, I'm proud of you or something like that. And I just felt that apology was insufficient for the years he had been going through. And so I felt he had... I feel he has a lot of mental health issues that he's still dealing with to the point of depression where he tried to kill himself. And she even made him... Oh my God. She made him promise not to kill himself. I mean, like, I don't think that's a valid promise. But he said he promises not to kill himself, right? But still, the point where you're even getting somebody to promise not to kill themselves, it means that their mental health is, is in shambles. And I just felt he hadn't completely healed and he hadn't completely found himself. He hadn't completely known himself for him to enter into a marriage relationship. I felt it was unfair to her to have to, after dealing with all the struggle with her family, still have to deal with this guy who potentially, honestly, might give her a tumultuous relationship. I don't believe love conquers all. I believe there's a lot of trials ahead for her. I mean, and a lot of fears as well. She can, the guy had fits of anger and fits of jealousy that was so strong that he could drag her and like put her into the car. I feel like this could result in her being like confined to the home um, just because he doesn't want anyone else to look at her or be with her. Fine. 
people might think okay this is you know maybe you're thinking too deep into this it might be crazy but that's how i felt i am not a fan of aggressive relationships i feel like if these red flags are being shown at the beginning that you shouldn't enter into such a relationship no man dragging you no man shouting at you in that manner um should be something you should say oh i love him i'm just going to go because there are some red flags i feel like should be addressed and um if possible not even going to relationship with such a person at all he i'm not saying he didn't deserve a happy ending because if you look at it through jude's point of view you know he has all this you know relationship issues with his dad who apparently it's now worked out and he's now like better with him and you know you have this guy who has gone through like a broken past and gone through series of you know depression and sadness and now he has found this love and light and angel in his life who has now come to take it all away that's not how it works that's not how life works um nobody can take away all your problems every person needs to sort out their problems individually and that's my opinion somebody might have a different opinion but i believe that um People should sort out their issues before they get into a marriage relationship because marriage is not a joke. Marriage is like for life. And um, I feel like that kind of person could be a time bomb um, because one day you could see him in fits of anger, raise his hand on your child or do something to your child that you never expected. And that might just be as a result of the abuse that he had gone through um, I just feel like it, it, might, it might not even be that side. It might even be on the other side. He might end up being overprotective of the child because of what he went through. So I feel like there could be extremes, good and bad, that could happen as a result of the trauma he suffered and that he should see a mental health professional to make sure that he is sane. <laughs> like that he works out the things that are going through him before he... Um, enters into this married relationship with this really really nice girl and fine they'll say okay nobody is perfect she's not you know completely devoid of um her own pain and her own suffering i get that i know nobody is perfect i know it's not easy but i still feel that she deserves her own happy ending and fine it seems like the guy got a happy ending. He got this girl to come and bear his body with him and go through this life with him. But I still, I love Adana, the character, and I maybe it's a bias, <laughs> but I feel like she deserves better. I be, I be, I feel like she deserves her own happy ending where she's not um, taking care of this person's troubles in this extra way. And I feel like she is in for a tomatoes ride. I that's what I see. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's possible that it could work out, and you know he wouldn't, you know. But I I just feel like there are a lot of repercussions for all the things that he has gone through that is going to come back and reflect in a relationship in the future. And um, I'm also scared that he may. <sighs> 
rely on her a lot for his happiness to be honest because she came in like this angel and swooped in and tried to help him and i feel like he, at the point he was like i'm going to live for you <laughs> god of mercy don't live for anyone you know it's like live for yourself like i want him to get to the point that he realizes that he is important and he can live for himself and he is an important person to live for and he shouldn't be living for another person so what happens if she dies by mysterious um avenues or by sickness what happens will he kill himself again like it just it just seems like he's a time bomb and it's just i'm not okay with their relationship at all and that's just me a lot of people might be okay with it if they're looking at it from jude's perspective but maybe i'm biased maybe i'm always fighting for a few minutes i have no idea but i feel like this girl who has gone through so much you know loves her family and um i don't and the apple of her father's eye i don't feel like she deserves this i feel like she deserves better and i'm scared for her and maybe i maybe you know what i was thinking i was like you know what for me to even get so passionate about this book onini you did a great job because i was into the characters i was into all the description i was like no this should not happen why is this happening you know i i was taken through a lovely ride through the book and all in all i fell in love with adana and that's probably why i wished her to have like a better ending and um i was scared for her future children you know what if they end up the way he ended up or just different things or problems that she may happen like what if the guy goes back to drugs um i feel like the guy has a lot of things to sort out he needs to go to a mental health professional he needs to go check up at the hospital because when they found him overdose with heroin they did not even take him to the hospital they gave him like activated charcoal i feel he needs to check his body to see see if it's okay i need to, i think he needs to find out if he's addicted to drugs and sort it out at a rehabilitation center i feel like their marriage should not happen until he realizes that he is important he needs to love himself and he needs to sort out his issues and um his fits of anger outbursts as well. I feel like all that could lead to a tumultuous relationship beyond um, what she could see. And I don't believe that love conquers all. I believe you can love someone and you don't have to marry them. And I should. I believe you should love somebody that's best for you. I can't tell her who to love or what to do. But I can only wish her the best. Um... And she should not just drop. <laughs> I mean, he tried to kill himself. This is, we should not forget how, for you to get to that point, you really must have been extremely depressed. So he definitely needs to see a mental health professional. Um, and I don't feel like the father's apology was sufficient. It doesn't justify his abuse. It doesn't make what he has been doing good. He will also need God to like walk through him and heal him of everything that is messed up and by the time he finally gets that self whole then he can be ready to get into a marriage relationship it could be with her or it could be with somebody else but definitely taking care of himself is very important
that warm feeling of love, the butterflies in your stomach, or the feeling that this person can be the only is the only one for me. Honestly, that feeling doesn't last. You know, um, selecting person with the qualities that you can see in in the future you envision for yourself would be better for you than selecting a partner based on warm, fluffy feelings, because. 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, you are not going to be relying on the fluffy feelings or the butterfly in your stomach for the person. You're going to be relying on the actual person, the actual, the qualities of the person that you actually want, whether it's like the God-fearing qualities or, you know, feelings of loyalty. I don't know what qualities you are looking for in a person, but... You know, those qualities are the qualities that will shine through. The person's communication style, the person's intelligence, those are the things that you would care about 20 years down the line, 10 years down the line, not just the warm, fluffy feelings of he makes me feel so nice and, you know, tingly. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's just my take on that. So that was down the relationship. I was very passionate about that. You can see I went <laughs> too long into that. But yeah, that's how I felt. Because I really liked her. I loved the story. Um, it was really good writing. I loved the description at the beginning. I loved how the chapters were short because everything was like straight to the point. And it helped my attention span. Like I kept wanting more. So it was a really good book to read. Um, especially if you served, did your NYSC. You should check out the book because you really definitely relate to the experience and it just takes you back to what we see and what we um kind of went through and i was reading through mine and it was really cool you know the everybody you go, you go there you have camp day you know you should have camp day and um you know you have um people looking for their ppa it was like a, you know everything just brought back everything you know we had now camp it was just very different i know for two weeks i didn't i didn't i couldn't use the bathroom <laughs> everything was messed up smells everywhere we had to wake up really early so that was like really something <laughs> that she brought into the book again um i know i woke up like 2 a.m and then i had to like have my bad dress up and then like wait for the call at five there's so many mysterious things that happened at camp camp was just a very very interesting experience it's really to watch for other people you know when you're hearing the gist like oh my god wow and i really really i'm grateful for all the friends i made at camp i'm grateful for all the people i met and it was it was a different experience but i'm glad i had that experience so that's it for me on the book um i just i like i like the book and the fact that it could get me passionate about something ready to even talk about it for a while i was like only needed a great job keep writing i'll always support you i'm your fan um and i can't wait to ask you some questions about the book in some minutes so stay tuned guys we're going to be having a question Q&A with the author and I'm so happy that she agreed to be here today. All right.
welcome, welcome, Nini. Welcome to the Corporate Handed Podcast. I'm so happy to have you Thank here. You. Honestly, I'm, I'm so excited. excited too. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't even know you like to write because I mean, like, it's just, I don't think, I don't think there's something we ever talked about. But it's so exciting to see that you wrote a book, and I'm so excited to Thank have you. you. Honestly. Thank you. So, like, when did you start writing? Like, how did you start going to writing? Hmm. Okay, so I started writing in 2011. Before really? I got to school. Yeah. So, that was um, so long ago. 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's long. That's like <laughs> That's like it's so far away, but it wasn't. It wasn't even when school started, not too long before yeah. school started. Yeah, not too long before. It was like in between before I got admission into Covenant and when I finished secondary school. So I just used that time to go into something else. Like, so I started writing um, different short stories at the back of my notebooks. But before wow. then, I was a diehard reader of mm. romance books and all of that. I remember in school then we go and take we go to the library we borrow because you're only allowed to borrow one book my friends and i will borrow one book like legitimately and then we'll sneak us to remain <laughs> <laughs> and you probably exchange <laughs> yeah, we'll exchange and then when everybody's done in this circle like i borrow you borrow we'll switch you switch them mm-hmm. wow that's so smart <laughs> yeah so anyway after secondary school before i got into cu I was like, okay, let's try something out. And then I, I was just scribbling stories as they come at the back of my old notebook. When I got into um, CU, and I was talking to one of my friends, and then she was like, you can start a blog. So I started a blog. Really? Called, What's your blog? Um, it's not active anymore, but oh. <laughs> it's shamansworld.wordpress.com. Wow. So I said blogging, but on the blog it was just short stories and poems, articles, like anything. I can just think of something random and I'll write write it on my blog. So it was just my thoughts and musings. Then um I noticed that whenever I write short stories, a lot of views and comments. I was like, oh wow. But I didn't want to write like longer stories because you know when people see an article that is really long, they're like, oh boy, no, 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 it's really long. I don't want to read it. So mm-hmm. then it was this time to see you when Wattpad started trending. Like a lot of people were reading Wattpad. Yeah, I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, joined, I, joined, I joined Wattpad, I was like 20, <laughs> I'm not sure of the year, but I was in 300 level. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I joined Wattpad and then I started writing short stories. I have about four stories there. Wow. Yeah. And had like comments and people were like reading it and following with you. Yeah, people, even wow. you know, people, are still, people are still commenting and liking. I'm like, oh wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, like, did you ever have, like, writer's block when you're writing of them or the stories just, like, flowed from you? Okay, so, um, the way it works 
works for me is once I get the inspiration for the story, like the beginning, mm. I have a story time. I already know the end of the story. It's the oh, wow. in between. That's the problem. So sometimes I wish I could just jump to the end and then the middle <laughs> should just find itself, just figure itself out, like just, just appear. So it's that in between because you have to put the feelers, you have to take your reader, the reader on like a journey, a journey. from this to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without bombarding the story in such a way that oh, it's choked up. Like it should, the suspense, the build up should be nice and then I'll take it to the very end. So mm. it's that middle that's always my issue. In the middle, I'll come like, okay, where, where can I introduce a plot twist? Okay, what should this person do or this person? Yeah, yeah. So that's for me, that's the, that's the issue. And that's where I get stranded. So like, I can get a new storyline today. And then with the ginger, I'll write maybe chapter one to nine. I can write one to nine straight. Maybe like for some days, I'm just so eager. And then when I reach nine, I'll just stop. And <laughs> wow. trying to figure out how I'll get from chapter nine to the very end of yeah that's my own challenge Hmm. that's quite interesting because a lot of people like have the beginning okay no a lot let's just talk about my own stuff i don't know about a lot of people but i might (laughs) like i will know the beginning but i will not know how the thing will end and it's just kind of stuff so it's really cool that you actually know the ending and it's just the filler you need that's pretty cool that's really really cool um so talking about the call the book what what inspired you to write this book? Okay, he has his own story. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for that. So. Okay, so the call what inspired it was when we went to camp, the um, two weeks camp for two three weeks camp. Um, mm-hmm. We came out and you know everybody who have this platoon group chat that you be passing information across. Um, the, all the CDS, CDS groups and everything. So I was in Platinum 7 and my mm-hmm. my best friend told me she was in Platinum 2 or something. We both served in Abuja. So she was mm-hmm. like, there was somebody on her own platform, a guy who was posting stories, like stories about NYSC, like a short story. He was posting it as a series on their own group chat. So she was like, she wasn't really following, but she just thought about it that, ah, Unini right now, let her do something like this. Like just entertaining. Since I used to post chapters like that on Wattpad, okay. I could introduce it to my platoon group chat and see if they would be interested. So she mm-hmm. told me about it. I was like, uh, I, well, I don't really know. I wasn't really interested. It didn't strike me as, oh, wow, I should do this. I just kept it on side. And one day, like, Seriously, I slept and I literally dreamed from the storyline. Most times, that's how I get my storyline. I sleep and then I have the storyline. So when I wake up, I'll just pen it down somewhere, like for future writing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I slept and I got the storyline. I'm like, when I woke up, I was like, oh wow. (laughs) So I told my best friend, okay, so I have a storyline. I think people will like it. So I was like, okay. So I wrote chapter one two, three. Mm-hmm. I gave it to her to read and she was like, oh my God, this is really nice. I was like, okay. So I went to the group chat. I was like, hello, everyone. <laughs> my name is Unini Mosmafe. 
I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm a writer. I did a synopsis for the story. I was like, okay, so I, I, I came up with this short story. I'll be posting a chapter every day, just a form of entertainment, and I'll be posting it by yeah. 8 p.m. every day. Oh, wow. Tuned, just all your entertainment. Yeah. And then I posted it. Only one person on the group chat who I used to talk to commented, oh, wow. Nini, that's really nice. I would be following. Only one person, no. <laughs> At like, least okay, somebody's following. <laughs> At least somebody. In my mind, I said I shall not be discouraged. So the next day, I posted. You know, I wrote three chapters already. I posted chapter one. She commented, oh, this is amazing. The story is really nice. Waiting for chapter two. Next day, after that, I posted chapter two. Two people commented. Really nice. Keep up the good work. Next day, I posted chapter three. Then, okay, by then I had not gotten PPA because where they posted me, I got rejected mm. because they said that they had it was federal government. So you know how things are. They said oh my god, just like the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> federal government. Now they said that the coppers they already had with them, they were having issues paying them. Mm-hmm. They had not paid them up to date so taking new coppers were like it was out of the equation so we should just hold on maybe they'll be able to sort out their existing coppers and then take up the new coppers and then I was chilling for a whole month it was getting to two months I just told him I said sir please can you reject me sir thank you Mm-hmm. And he rejected me, so I got another PPA somewhere, and that's where I finished my service here. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank so, God. So during that period of waiting for them to accept me was when I had a lot of time to write the story. So mm-hmm. I was writing. I wrote chapter four, five. I noticed that more people started commenting. I was not getting like ten comments, twenty. Wow, I was overjoyed. It got to some to a point where. If I have not like updated, people were already telling me, waiting for 8 p.m. Another person would be like, I thought I was the only one. I'm waiting for this thing to drop so I'll sleep. And I was like, oh my wow. God. So I couldn't stop. I had to keep writing, writing, writing to the very end. Mm-hmm. I had people messaging me. They told me that they were sharing it on other group chats that they belonged into. Oh, wow. And people liked it. Like, well, so the rest is history, you see. <laughs> so you know, you compiled it. I compiled it, yes. Edited it, brushed it up, and published That's amazing. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. You. And it's just nice that people were like waiting and ready to read the, <laughs> the next chapter. That's just very encouraging. It's really encouraging. It That's probably why the chapters were short. And I love the fact that the chapters were short. Is that why the chapters are shorter? Yes, that's why the chapters were short. But when I was compiling it, I was seeing if I could extend it, you know, add something. But mm-hmm. I felt like the story was just perfect. I couldn't perfect. add anything. I couldn't remove anything. So I just left it like that. Because <laughs> I, I liked how the chapters were short because if you're trying to pay attention, it's nice to know that the the book, the chapter will soon end and that one will start. Like, it was a bit <laughs> attention. 
Honestly. It was very encouraging. You know, I said, oh my God, short chapters, awesome. And since I've been reading books, I've been realizing I really like books that have short chapters. So that was A plus for you. <laughs> I'll take note of that. <laughs> but that's me. That's my preference. I don't know if other people have like a different preference. I think most people will like that too. Because mm-hmm. it makes it easier to read. It's like when you're reading something and then you are leaving you know when you're writing or you're mm-hmm. looking at a comment like a caption sorry and then you see when the leaf space for me if i open a caption and it's just compiled and along i will read it yes yeah, it's kind of if it's pissed out but i think it's the same thing with chapters too if it's yeah. too long it will be uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be kind of discouraged it's kind of like you've climbed the whole mountain just by reading the first chapter it's like okay i'm done for today but when it's short yeah. it's like okay it's just three more pages let me go mm-hmm. oh just three more oh it's just 10 more you know it's like very encouraging and finally you're done with it i'm like wow it is so, <laughs> really really cool that was nice do you personally relate to any of the characters in the book now i can see that you mentioned something about the ppa i relate to adana a whole lot but is i'm not adana please yeah people used to ask me are you were you writing about yourself you know at all mm-hmm. completely fiction the, the only reason why i could relate to her is because i try to make her character as relatable as possible so yeah i, I used real life experiences like when she was rejected the queuing up in camp you know all of that i tried to make it as real as possible because those are things that we experienced when we were there. I remember when we were queuing up to collect Alawi. It, it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. You queue up, and then the next thing you get is time for Sayed, and everybody will go for Sayed. And before Sayed is over, I find out that the queue is longer than it was before. It was just terrible. So, something like that, I tried to capture it in the story. And then, you know, coming to Abuja to say was my first time in Abuja. And I realized that you'll be working on the road and cars are stopping babe fine girl where are you going to hop in do I look like I need a ride you know (laughs) all of that (laughs) all of that and walking on the road repairing Ajuaya Kopashan Otondo you know people are just calling you because you're in that whole khaki and everything so I just incorporated it sometimes it's annoying when people are shouting, copper, copper. <laughs> and sometimes you just feel, oh, it's part of the experience. Yeah. So all of that. That's why I can relate to Adana because those experiences, I believe every female copper would have experienced in some way or the other. You know, mm. men checking you out, asking you out, you know, all of that. Even in the, the cab scene, you know, there was a cab scene where people were having conversations. And anything like that. Like, it's a typical thing that could happen when mm-hmm. you're in a cab. You don't know anyone in the cab, but the way the conversation will just ensue or just come about, you just find out that everybody are laughing and relating as if <laughs> they entered the mm-hmm. cab together. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice. You just feel like, you know, hear everybody's experiences. This one is going through this, this one is going through this, and it's complaining about Nigeria. 
It's only mm. saying, ah, we shall not be where we bury you, you know? Everybody, <laughs> oh my goodness. everybody has, will just be talking and then they'll be laughing inside you like, ah, now wow, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. Because I could relate to it. And I related to Adana as well. Um, not really based on her experiences, but I just, I guess I just really liked her and she was actually like a relatable character, like you said. And, yeah. um, it actually reminded me, it was very descriptive, you know, I was in the story. I was very passionate about the story and I'll come out to the parts, some parts that I was passionate about. I have questions more about later, but um, it also reminded me of my NYC experience and it was just a nice reflection um, for me because it brought me back to NYC and some experiences I had and I started thinking about them when I was reading your book. And I loved, I loved, I, I loved the book. I am glad you wrote the book. And I was very invested in the characters. <laughs> I was very invested in the characters, so well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like this means a lot to me. I mean, I feel like a proud mom. <laughs> well done in your work, though. <laughs> Thank you. So what was the hardest scene for you to write in the book? Like what part of the book was really hard for you? Hmm. What parts? Um, I don't think there was any difficult thing. Is it because you were experiencing, experiencing them firsthand and you saw them around you that it wasn't yeah. so difficult. Yes, I believe so. I believe so because I go out, I see these things, you know, the struggles that all, every couple I go through. It may not be mm-hmm. directly my experience, but someone I know will probably just complain, ah, now wow, well, today, this is how things when, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but, like, you need to enter the story. <laughs> so it wasn't difficult. It wasn't difficult. I think the only part that I was really concerned about was um, writing an emotional scene. That was when Adana wanted to take up the housemaid deal. And she mm-hmm. wanted to break it to her dad. You know, see the struggle of the dad. She she wasn't, she didn't have appetite to eat. Her dad was like, he won't eat this food. You know, I was trying mm-hmm. to make it as emotional as possible. And when I wrote that, I was so concerned, asking, okay, was it emotional? Was it? And then someone messaged me, I was like, she cried when she read it. Like, oh, she wow. literally cried. Really nasty. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's good. The nail on the head. I'm not keep that going yet. And in the book, Adana was looking forward to NYSC. How did you feel about going for NYSC? Okay, I was looking forward to NYSC too. I was also scared about where I'll be posted because of all the scary stories we hear. Coppers are traveling, accidents, you know, where to stay, surviving, all of that. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was both exciting and, uh, you know, unknown because yeah. I have elder ones that have served and they all experience you know for my my siblings they lived on their own so i think i was kind of looking forward to living on my own you know having my own mm. place. 
I stayed with my sister <laughs> because my sister was not living. It's close enough. <laughs> so my my parents were like, "Which guy said you come on?" It was both good and annoying because <laughs> my elder one of them served in Ogun State, so she had this apartment of hers, and then she would mm-hmm. travel, get her own stuff, you know. From secondary school, I went to Covenant University. Yeah. I was looking forward to that independence. But it didn't happen like that. The bright side of it was having to stay with my sister was nice. I was able to save up. I knew that going out, coming back, food was already available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was not bothering about rent or half kerosene in the in the stove <laughs> you know all, all of that i wasn't bothered so mm-hmm. it was nice to be with family too yeah and really nice probably because it was your sister so that was a really good experience yeah and i saw yeah. something surprising in the book when he took activated charcoal to kind of nullify the effect of hearing and i'm like oh how did Nini know this. So where did that research come from? Because I think that's something I'll see on the internet. Was yeah. or was that an imagination? Was is it real? Does that really happen? I went to research on it and that's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, take this milligrams every hour, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I had to ask questions and I had to research like a lot of Google work, even mm-hmm. for the military. Thing, I had to ask someone that I you know is in the military, like, okay, how do people refer to? Because at first, the description of the character of the captain, I described mm-hmm. him, you know, his beard, his. Someone told me, nah, in military, you don't keep beard, you don't do this, wow. you don't do that. You get mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, okay, let's, let's correct this. So when someone reads it, it's not ad. Yes, yes, so I had, to, I had to ask Yoruba, I had to ask people that Igbo to teach me Igbo phrases. I had to ask someone that speaks Hausa to give me Hausa. I noticed that so a lot of Hausa phrases there. I was like, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Although I think I did the, I did the interpretation of those words at the end of the book. Yes. For people did. who don't know Hausa, so they will understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I don't know Hausa. I was using the character Hausa and Igbo, so I had to go the extra mile to find out. Okay, wow, how would they speak? What would they say? And all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's really that was really cool. That was really really cool. Did you have a favorite character? Even though you said you related to Adana, do you have anybody that was your favorite or your favorite? Do you think? Um. I think I like Jude's sister. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? I like Why? her. Why did you like her? So, apart from Adana, I think my my next favorite character was Julia. Mm-hmm. Jude's sister, because she had this free spirit. And mm. this is this is who she is, a, a bit bold. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she acts for glamorous. But at the very depth of her heart, she was just a very nice, genuine person. 
I just like that about her. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. I just like that. <laughs> yeah. She was actually like cool. She had no drama. Yeah. She had no drama yet. Sometimes she tried to be dramatic, you know. She was also the troublesome sister, disturbing oh Jude and annoying him, everything. But And she was also a daddy, daddy's girl. So she was yeah. just like in the midst of everything, blending into all their lives. So I just, I just yeah. like that character. She was a chameleon. Yeah. That's what she was. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. had no issue with anybody, and that was really cool. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, for me, getting into what really made me very passionate, the relationship between Jude and um, Adana. Adana. Yeah, I was I was not a fan because I felt he was mentally unstable based on the fact that you know he almost killed himself. He had bits of anger, bursts mm-hmm. of anger. He yeah. he just seemed like <laughs> for this girl that because Adana was my favorite, so I guess I was biased. Well, thinking of Jude, Jude had like this happy ending for him. We found this angel and they go through this body together. And yeah. Adana, after everything she has gone through and all the love and being this really smart, beautiful girl, I was really sad that she had to end up with Jude because I felt like he was, he was just... <sighs> For the future, I envisioned for her in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting invested. <laughs> he just seemed like a lot of trouble, you know. A lot the of fact work. That, yeah. yeah, a lot of work, exactly. You know, he, he would need definitely mental health counseling. He would definitely need to check himself, like in the hospital, because I don't know what he has ingested or what's even going on. He had been taking chapel every hour or <laughs> something. I was just like, oh my God, I feel so sad for Adana and I want somehow yeah. to have happiness. I know that like life is unpredictable and all, but mm-hmm. I felt like he needed to like have himself fully checked and making sure that he's on the right path and not live his life for her, but rather live his life for himself before the ending yeah. of marriage. So I was mm-hmm. just wondering, like, did you have like a future in mind for them, or was that the end of the story for you? Did you continue it? Because in my head, I kind of continued the story, which is why I was inspired. I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? These are the possibilities here, there, here, there. Oh my god, what about your yeah. children? What about the trauma? Would it affect? you know, the family in the future, would he decide one day out of depression to just suddenly inject himself again, even after the promise? Like, you know, I was just... Wow, you really thought this through. <laughs> oh, I was... Uh, I think now I'm even calm. If we had had this call earlier, oh my goodness, I had different scenarios of different things that could go wrong. <laughs> I thought deep into it right and um, i just i was really scared i was like what if one day he reacts or he becomes either he becomes like a very overprotective father because of the things he had gone through with his dad or he becomes really distant not wanting to affect his child the way his father affected him or he just i don't know he might mess up or he might actually go well 
And I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, this guy is just too much drama for this girl who yeah. has been suffering and had all this with her family. I'm just like, she's not perfect, but I wanted her to just have some stability. And I felt he was just unstable. So yeah, I don't want to even go through all the scenarios that are playing in my mind because I get very imaginative. So we're talking about the future of um, the characters. Did you, yeah, did you see a future for them, or you just kind of ended the story in like imagine well, what you want? I, I kind of ended the story there. I really didn't think beyond that because I kind of left it for people to conclude the remaining thing away. Mm. As a matter of fact. I wanted to just leave it at the cliffhanger that all the way comes out and wherever. But I received a lot of messages and people were like, nah, they have to end up together. <laughs> and for yeah, in the community that says, I don't know how tiny it is, but I wish they'd not end up together. Wow. I, this is actually <laughs> the first time I'm hearing this opinion, but I think it's wow. amazing that someone actually is it in a different light and I can totally relate with with your opinion. It mm-hmm. makes so much sense. I didn't the reason why probably I didn't even think about it that way until you said it is because um the thing is when you're in love with someone mm. in a way you are just kind of looking at your own love for the person. Mm-hmm. how much the person is giving you. Mm-hmm. And, okay, that is why, if you notice, sometimes the amazing guys can come and ask you out. I'm like, babe, I really like you. And you know, you know yeah. that this guy will treat me like a queen. But the way you like the guy is not the same way the guy likes you. And then you just feel like, I beg, I beg, I don't like him. Do you get Hmm. So, at the end of the day, I feel like everybody's just looking at it from their own perspective. Yeah. And looking at the way you make me feel and how much I can tolerate you, tolerate your issues, how much I can, yeah. how much can I sacrifice to you, you know, how much can I give? Because sometimes, even if the person, you know this person will give you everything you want, yeah. find out that. that you can't give the person anything and so you can't be with the person. It's not even just about what the person can give you. I don't know if you give me... I, don't I understand, know you, understand. you know, I understand that perspective, which is what... If I, I, I kind of like weighed everything in my head, so I understood. It's kind of like a love conquers all kind of mentalities, like oh, yeah. plus I love this person. Because I wrote it here, I'm like, do you believe love conquers all? That's why I wrote that I was right as I was thinking. But I don't mm-hmm. I believe you can love someone and want the best for them and wish mm-hmm. them the best in life but yeah. you, must, you must not marry the person, you know, because marriage is a whole different you know, situation, yeah. because marriage is a very serious issue, I don't think some people don't realize <laughs> oh, because I love this person I can forgive everything you know, there, there are tons of things that can go wrong and mm-hmm. pick the best, the partner that will give you the less stress because it's yeah. forever like we are, you're getting married like 
80 years or god knows how long you guys are going to spend together and if you see some red flags and some issues before you actually have the opportunity to marry this person you have to sit down and think like based on the probability of things that can happen can i still handle this you will not want to go into a marriage thinking oh it could end so i was just thinking i'm like in the name of love how did she end up with this guy (laughs) right let me see if i can find how i described the guy here yeah i was <laughs> i can't believe i have the opportunity to actually tell you <laughs> this is so cool there's one part i wrote okay there's one part i wrote despite the fact that he was an occasional druggie had outputs yeah. of anger and was scarred from child childhood abuse the aggressive yeah fit well with me it was a good ending for him but i don't feel adana my favorite character got a good ending you know why did she end up with someone like that all in the name of love does love really conquer all i felt the guy needed to sort himself out and heal first before entering a relationship he might be dependent on her for happiness what if he's depressed in the future and and does it again tries to kill himself that's what i was referring to what if he abuses his child because he doesn't know what stability is i felt she deserved better maybe it's a bias <laughs> that's what i wrote here i was like i was <laughs> wow you see me this morning i was like oh my god <laughs> your, your opinion your opinion is valid like completely completely <laughs> valid no to, to be very honest it is. And then from Adana's perspective, the thing is, he always had this thing, but Adana somehow always just saw the good in him. Like she just she just mm. knew that despite all of this thing that he's going through, there is someone better underneath. And I guess that's what she was just going for. And that's a huge gamble. But yeah, I understand. I, I understand that shock. Exactly, it was a huge gamble too. But somehow, for her, I'm get. I'm guessing she believed it was going to work, and it was yeah. something like But the truth of the matter is, if we think about relationships, I feel like everybody is broken in some kind of way. I knew you say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like I was having a debate with myself. I said, somebody will tell me that everybody's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I was playing opinions here. And I knew, exactly, I knew that that's what you say. But in my head, I said, even if everybody is broken, why must she go to that deepness of broken? His own is, is very broken. And her own is partly broken. Maybe if she goes with partly another partly broken, it's less the the stress is less. But with his own, I just mm-hmm. saw more stress than a regular relationship. But continue. Maybe you say something else. I thought you say. <laughs> but what what if everything actually worked out fine for them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's another possibility in my head. The, the truth is, most the of truth is people. everything can actually work out. He can actually turn out to be a great father because he didn't know how to be one. Everything exactly. can work out. But it's just probabilities. Mm-hmm. It's just playing around with possible scenarios. There's nobody that can actually tell what would actually happen. And everybody will pick what future works for them. 
But yeah, it can actually work out. I believe so. You know, as much as I've weighed all the bad things that could happen, yeah, if I want to be positive, I know that he can actually be a great father because he was a good um, kind of father figure to his sister. Yeah. Sister and um, yeah, that always to mention that he yeah. was always there for his sister. So was, yeah, he was always there. You know, he provided for her. He's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So I could see that as well. You know, but it's just I think it was mostly the anger and the aggressiveness that scared me. But I felt like maybe you tried that to play that as an effect of the drugs or something. Is that where you? I, I, it was as an it was a result of the drug hmm. and frustration because like he was even in a career path that he was not interested in. Hmm. So like everything. He was just doing it to please somebody. His life was not his own. Exactly. His life mm. has never been his own. Mm. And it was just solely that relationship with his father. Like, that was what everything was about. Because though he had a successful business, he did. Yeah. His dad wanted him to go into politics, which he wasn't really interested in going into. Mm. He was just doing it because that was what his father wanted. And if that was what would fix their relationship, then he was willing to give it a try. Hmm. But it wasn't working for him. Even the whole going to being going being part of the military camp, everything, he didn't even yeah. want to be there. Yeah. You get it was just because of his father. And hmm. and that was also because of maybe some kind of promise he made to his mom or something hmm. before she died that okay, yeah. he has to work for the father. He had to pull the family together. The father was never even available for them, not even for mm-hmm. the sister. He, Jude was the father, the brother, and in all of this thing, I believe he didn't even have someone he could confide into. Like, yeah. You know, some people have that kind of superhero complex. They want to solve everybody's life and, sure. and all, and then they, who is serving theirs, who is helping them. It, That's get, why they need to see that. Can just f- <laughs> yes. Yes. They need somebody true. to confide in. That's true. <laughs> and if nobody yeah, will know. But... <laughs> nobody in their family will know. Yeah, true. But you know, sometimes most times people don't want to just confide in some kind of therapist. They'll pretend yeah, it's someone you they, they can trust, they can depend on, they can rely on. For yeah. dude, his sister, he couldn't talk to his sister because his sister never appeared to be somebody he could put his own burdens on. She was yeah. all sure. He was somebody she was supposed yeah. to save. Yes, yes. And he just looked, oh, this is my younger sister. She's a kid. The mm. things that she was concerned about was he was like, she was concerned about frivolous things like shopping, hanging out with her friends, eating, mm. you know, just enjoying life. And yeah. So in, I can see that. He put it down. He couldn't have spoken to her. He couldn't have spoken to his dad. His mom mm. was not in the place. His friend was guy. Just gonna find a girl that you sleep with, you know, like that is French. Until <laughs> the gutter where he belongs. Now, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I know most times guys can be guys and talk about yeah. all these other maybe football girls, but sometimes when they want to talk about real things, it might not be like. It's very, maybe they, they could have just one 
guy friends they can be real with. Yeah, it's true. All, above all, I mean, even among my own friends, that girls, I might just have one that I can tell my really deep issues to. But the rest mm-hmm. just be like, ah, everything is fine. Just go back from work. You know, everybody gets yeah. up. Normal things, you know. So I believe that was Jude's issue. And yeah. once he found that he could talk to Adana, he could see that he was feeling more positive. Even when they bashed his banker, <laughs> mm-hmm. now Jude, he must, he must have blown out. Like, what? You know? But he was just, I mean, he considered the fact that that Keke guy could not have afforded the money to repair the car. So yeah. there was no point. Like, he just let the guy go. And it's because mm-hmm. he felt generally positive about everything. He saw a reason to leave. Yeah. Hmm. That's quite interesting. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate your point of view. I'm glad I had you to talk to about how I felt about it. So it's really yeah. nice to hear what you were thinking and understand your perspective as well. For the fathers... I appreciate your opinion. It was <laughs> completely different. No, seriously. Other people would be like, oh, and that's all. But this was really deep. <laughs> thank you i appreciate that i appreciate that are you still on yeah i'm still on next question (laughs) okay yeah concerning the father's apology i felt it was too short like it was like the father was like okay uh finally you know you've done what i wanted you to do you stood up to me blah 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 Mm -hmm. is he trying to justify all the years of his abuse or well, I didn't understand his father at that point. I was very upset at him. So I want to okay. Yeah. The way, in my own head, I don't know if I was able to portray that in the book. His mm. dad is somebody who is, you know, he has tested power and authority. And it's very difficult for those people to even admit that they are wrong. Like our parents. Mm. Even if they know they treated you in a way they are not supposed to treat you, they will not tell you sorry for what I'm doing. Yeah. It's part of the training. It's like, I mean, we're Nigerians now. So just say, look, I'm making you stronger and better. Yeah. <laughs> like, accept, just accept it like that. So, for the dad, story was huge, that means. Yes, exactly. Even Jude knew that, what? Like, <laughs> is this my dad talking? It was mm. huge for someone like the dad to be able to, you know, Okay, sorry. Wow. Yeah. That's more impactful hearing it from you because I was here and I was like, how can this guy just do this and say it's enough? Is he trying to justify that everything he's been doing is fine? (laughs) He said he's training. (laughs) I was so upset. (laughs) Hearing you explain it makes more sense. I can see how it's huge now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the dad already said he spoke to the sister mm-hmm. I'm sure that conversation must have like oh wow this boy I've been too hard on him you know yeah. this boy is actually more than the person I am myself you know the dad must have reflected to be able to pick up his phone I'm like okay let me give him well done pap <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it must it, it, it must have taken a lot for me to step down from his high horse and say, okay, this this is a good job that Jude has done, and I should let him know that he has done a good job. So yeah, yeah. You know the fact that it's someone that when he's working, soldiers are working in front of him and behind him. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it'd be very easy for them to even admit they're wrong. No, I mean, our average, yeah, our average parents that we even joke around. Even we say, yeah. Mommy, you did to me, I don't like it. She look at it like, yeah, so what? <laughs> so, wow. yeah, I, I felt like the apology was just perfect. It was heavy for someone of that kind yeah, of Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm really glad that you explained that to me. So, that, that's <laughs> Yeah, I really I appreciate that. I just think I was imagining it in my head now. I was like, oh wow, it's true. Huge. <laughs> I was imagining him in his uniform self when he said it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so so huge. I just wonder, like, is is Jude or any of the characters based on anybody you know or are they all fictional? They're all fiction. All everyone. I say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think to us, we're going towards the end now. Okay. This has been really fun, by the way. Um, like, yeah, I'm just smiling. I'm sure I was on my cheek of painting me. I'm happy that you're smiling. <laughs> That's good. <I'm> <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that you're happy. That's all that was just I'm excited. I'm living the dream. Oh. <laughs> God for that. <laughs> I think towards the end I have last two questions for you. Okay. No problem. If you could do something differently as a child or a teenager to become a better writer as an adult, what would you do? Hmm. To become a better writer as a teenager, mm. since I'm no longer a teenager now, I yeah. can go back. <laughs> what if you could go back? Um. Well, I would say that. I would have started writing earlier mm. because every I believe that every story I've written is an improvement of the previous, so I keep getting better. And I just believe that oh, if I'd if I'd been more intentional and serious about this writing, I mean by now <laughs> I'd have pushed Chimamanda out of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> or you sit down by her at her side. <laughs> Yes, I'll sit down as I'm like, hi, how you doing? Hi, 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 Mimi. Nice to see you again. <laughs> well, it's not too late, not too late, but I get more. Practice makes so, perfect. Yeah, so, I, I just, I believe I should have been more intentional about it. And the thing is, my reading culture actually started when I got into this new school. So. I was in I made a Which new school. See you or secondary school? Secondary school. So okay. was, my my dad was a lecturer in ABU. He's retired now. Okay. So back then we attended ABU staff school. 
secondary school. So um, when we, it was a federal school, so like in one class, we were about 120. And that's maybe just like GSS 1A. And then mm -hmm. we have B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So like you can imagine how large the a set was. So um, teachers did their best because I still believe I had a very good educational um, system. Like I, I belong to one of, I was privileged to receive quality education. But yeah. it was not, it was not direct. Like the teaching was not personal. Mm. And I took interest in literature in like immediately. I just loved literature because it, it just resonated with me in a way. Yeah. It, it wasn't, my skills weren't sharpened until my dad retired and then we moved to Kaduna. So when getting to Kaduna, my dad took me to Dambo International College. So the standard is like um, British standard. It's yeah. Good amazing school and we were fewer so teachers were more personal paying our attention to you yeah and we know everybody's strength and weaknesses and be able to say okay you this is where you need to work on this is where so that was where my reading culture actually grew because over there we had books that we had to read like they would give you target read to so and so book you know so mm -hmm. it was interesting and then i was now i had this friend group of friends that were ex, ex brain boxes. So you had to, you know, so to feel among, you have to read to feel among. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have to read to feel among so that you're not the one left out. I found mm -hmm. that my friend loved reading novels and then they'll be talking about, oh, have you read this? Um, Goosebumps. Goes oh, <laughs> and that's all they'll be talking about. This character, have you read this? So, so, no, you'll be lost. I'm like, can I read too? Sure. <laughs> so, Let me read too. <laughs> so that is how it started. And then when we're going on holiday, they would tell us that we could access the library and the library was always stuck with novels. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. They, did, they did a lot. That's when... That's really cool. Honestly, that's what they did. The library was stocked with books. So wow. many reading, like what you know. I talked about goosebumps. Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. now, I don't know goosebumps. This story was like horror. Mm -hmm. as, I think it made a movie for me. So is it to my mind? Yeah, so I've I seen it before. Yeah. yeah. So that's the reason now. This, the library had goosebumps series. Like they will buy the edition. So you will now see that students are rushing to the library to get the new edition. Wow. So it encourages us, yes, it encourages us to read, but we're also, I mean, the library too, because like I said, we're sneaking books out without registering it. Some people might not return, <laughs> although my, my friends and I, we tried our best to return. And another thing we're doing is we'll take a book from its original place and hide it in another section. Only us that know somebody find it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and guess what? In essence, they now made me library prefect. That was where my escapade stops because I had to protect the library now. Be responsible. <laughs> yes, I'm not begging them. Please don't steal books, please. Please. <laughs> I know your tricks. Don't try it. I know you. <laughs> exactly. Because I was a mug. I was like, open your sweater. We know. <laughs> 
one of his daughter his book. So, yeah, that encouraged me to start reading. So I believe that if I had had that reading culture way before then, uh, it would have sparked something real in me ahead of time because it's just like me, like someone at the age of 50 discovering gold and persons that ah if only I had discovered this gold in my 20s I would have done mm-hmm. much more with it so for me that is it but I still appreciate God for the process he has taken me through for sure like, made you who you I'm are still working, I'm still a work in progress but everything leading to this point I, I thank God for yeah for it. yeah it all happened for a reason and I'm glad yeah, that you got to have that experience. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And the last one is, do you still write, like, publicly in blogs and everything? Because you said the Wattpad, you know, you don't write anymore. Your blog is shut down. So where do we see your works apart from your book? Hmm. Okay, so it's not like I don't write again. I still mm-hmm. write. But I publicly, have... Probably okay, post around. So you know, we are we have stepped into adulthood, and adulthood <laughs> demands that <laughs> demands that you start any money for yourself. <laughs> oh my god! So you know, juggling work and spare time to write. I've not been consistent in blogging. My blog is still there, but it's just that I've not posted anything. Okay, so you can still visit the blog. Yeah, you can visit it as the old post. Like there's no new. Okay, so what's the name of the blog? Yeah. So I can visit it because I would love to read more. Okay, but you won't see stories. Oh, dropping mostly poems. My, yeah, I love my, poetry. My on God and everything. But you can check it out. So it's Charmant, like Charmant's World. C H A R M A N T. Charmant World. Dot WordPress. Dot com. World as in world with normal world. Like world, globe, the whole okay. world. Just making sure. Yes, yes. So it's Tamas World, the WordPress.com. So, and if you're looking for my stories, like other stories I've written, you'll find them on Wattpad. Yes, I actually wrote another story after the call. And then I put it up. It was on my laptop for a while. And then I was like, ah. Like I completed it. Now I finished this story 2018. Yes, 2018. So I was like, what is it doing on my laptop? So I just published it on Wattpad for free. So people can read it. Yes. And it's it's longer than the call. But I think it's I don't know. I love the story because there's so many characters down, like so many stories merged into one. There is the lead actress and actor in quotes <laughs> lead characters yeah. the lead characters the other side characters who also had like things going on for them so i feel like it's very interesting you can check it out it's another shot as love so yeah i'm currently working on other stories so like i opened i have one i'm writing i have like three stories i'm writing simultaneously so it depends on when the inspiration oh, wow. comes from one I just yeah. open it and then write some, leave it there. And, and that's when I have time. So it's a bit slow, but I'm still writing. It's not just out there. I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, if I could put the stories on WhatsApp, it would encourage me to write because I know readers are waiting for me. So it would push me to be more intentional about my writing. 
Maybe I'll read it. Mm. <laughs> That's your own face. People will wait. A master piece takes time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not the ones right. right. They can be waiting. <laughs> it's so annoying that you would take months, if not years, writing a book and somebody will read it overnight. And they, oh, the book was so nice. When is the next one? And you're like, <laughs> what? Do like you are not spewing out papers of <laughs> the story yeah. from your body. I'm like, huh? There was a friend of mine who was like, ah, oh, you like to read one of my stories. So I was like, oh, you can read another short part, love. So he went on Wattpad and he read it. And then I just woke up one morning. I told him a few days ago, I was about to hear, oh, you know, some people who said, oh, check it out, or won't check it out. Uh-huh. I woke up and I saw messages that he sent me at 4 a.m. It was like, I just finished reading this book. What a wow. Like, wow. it was just gushing. I'm like, oh my God. And this is someone that is not a reading person. I was, yeah, I was, that's touching. Yeah. <laughs> I was so impressed. And then I said, when is the next one coming out? Oh, I'm well, a <laughs> That book took me almost two years to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you read it overnight. <laughs> but I'm still writing. <laughs> Never stop, but, my dear. Have fun. Writing is transporting yourself to another world. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And that, that's the vision for my writing. I believe that the world can be crazy and, you know, a lot to deal with. Sometimes mm-hmm. a good book is all you need. You know, it's like an escape. Yeah, it's an escape. Not like good <laughs> or, or, or taking drugs just mm-hmm. to feel good. And some of us, that is our own drug. We read a book, yeah. we laugh, we are mushy, we cry, we hug our mm-hmm. clothes. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's why I write. It, it's an escape. At first, I started writing because it was an escape for me. Mm-hmm. Um, things I feel are not going right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, it just it was less about me and more about people. So my writing was not like, what can I, what value can I drop in my book? So that people are reading, they're also picking up something that, oh, okay, I could be better in this aspect. Like the con now, it was funny and, you know, entertaining. But beyond that, I tried to make sure that I dropped value here and there. Just what lessons read. did you want people to learn from the book? Okay, so one of them was the intentionality about helping people. So remember, mm-hmm. there was this time that Adana went job hunting and the one man gave her pure water, only to start saying, give me your WhatsApp number. And mm-hmm. he was like, what, take the water. You know, she kept working. Another man wanted direction. You know, saying, and coping. You know, she felt like a lot of people were using her. But you know when she entered that cab, after the whole discussion, there was a statement the man said, that even if life is hard and everything, it, it doesn't stop us from helping one another. Yeah. It paid for our transport. So like, in the story I wrote it that, she was thinking that, wow, it was just 100 Naira worth, but it made her day. It just, it just felt good. Yeah. That somebody helped her. It's not like she didn't have the transport money or anything. But as somebody looked beyond himself, beyond the situation he is going through, I said, okay, let me pay for this person. It was nice. 
I feel like the world would be a better place if people could just look beyond themselves. Mm. Like for one, just forget. Like you, I don't think you would ever have. Okay, although some there are other um, other dollars in the world, do <laughs> but <laughs> I think for most people, the the people we come across mostly have problems the same way we do. Yeah. But if you say, oh, because you don't have enough, you can't help someone, then that's terrible. Like, yeah. I know that this morning I went out and I was returning back. So I was in Kekena Pep, just committing from one short distance to the other. And then in my mind, I was just calculating expenses that I have to put. Like, oh, a friend of mine is getting married now. I should be. <laughs> you know, wow. I, was just, I was just thinking, thinking like, okay, I have to pay for this, I have to pay for that, I have to do this. And I was just thinking, I was like, hey, well, <laughs> I have to cut down on some. You know, in my mind, I was doing money calculations. And then there was traffic, so the kicking up pep stopped. And in my thoughts, I just looked up and I saw a man. He had one leg. And wow. then he was trying to pick something that dropped on the ground. And then with his crutches and everything, he struggled to bend down and pick something. But I just felt so bad for him. And I was just like, Lord, thank you that. Yeah, I have two legs, you know, that moment yeah. of gratitude. And then as I was thinking about it, the man approached the Kekena Pep and then he asked they asking for help. Like oh. speaking after, I didn't even say what he was saying, but he needed help. I just put my hand in my bag and brought out money and gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even, because I know I have my own expenses. But yeah. in that moment, it was not even just about the things I have to do. I just looked at it, I felt like, no matter my own problem, this man needs this more than me. Mm. I just feel like if everybody are more concerned about others, like look beyond yourself sometimes, truly, truly, to maybe we'll have a better world. It's true. If, if I could love someone else as much as I love myself, mm-hmm. there will be no discrimination, Black Lives Matter, like all those, all, all the problems of the world, eh? in my opinion. It, it's just love lack of love but you know sometimes that statement love is other people like we love yourself some people don't love themselves so you know sometimes you don't want someone to love you the way they love themselves just (laughs) saying some people don't love themselves Mm -hmm. true true actually true but most times the issue is that people love themselves so much most times so i just believe that is why god love personified came to save save, save the world because yeah. we need that we, we do need that and the reason why we run to god and everything is because in the back of our minds we know that that love is still the only constant like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really you still feel safe so i just feel like we need love and that's that's what Imagine leaders that love their country. They love their citizens. You yeah. wouldn't embezzle money. You wouldn't mm-hmm. do those things because you are thinking about the good of the people you're ruling, not yourself. For sure. or your Rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. That's one, that's one thing I wanted to point out in the call. You know, being just be concerned about other people, other fellow coppers mm. and everything. Then hope. Hope. I feel like a lot of people are depressed in this life. For yeah, real. for real. 
I agree with that. And they just need hope. They just need something to tell them. They just need someone or a reason to just hang on a little bit longer. Mm. And that's what the call is about. For NYSC, you know, a lot of people started NYSC with great expectations. Oh, I will just get a good job. Maybe they'll retain me. But it doesn't happen that way. To be honest, maybe I finished the first class. And I have not got, I'm not employed by an organization up to now. I have masters too, but I'm not employed. I've been working for myself, putting my skills mm-hmm. into it. And it has been great. All glory to God. Yeah, thank God. If I wanted to fall back, or maybe if I didn't have hope in God, or just believe that things would get better, I mean, I was just looking at the fact that I worked hard in school, I read, I did this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then things are not working. I was not retained after anyway. You know, all of that can really be frustrating and it will push people to duping others online mm-hmm. and so many crazy things. So true. So the, the call is basically like saying, hold on. Mm, there's hope. I mean, there's hope. Like, Adana mm. now, now, she was in a state. They rejected her. No money, no accommodation, <laughs> nothing. But somehow, the only opportunity she saw was being made. Hmm. And she just took it as is either I stay in this house with my parents and die here with my dad and sister and die here, or I take this and keep pushing. Hmm. One way or the other, she took it, she got back to Abuja. Even in a PPA search, remember the day she was discouraged, calculating yes. peanuts and water or <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean in that moment. That was when opportunity just opened up for her. And that was, was just amazing. fantastic. I was scared that he was looking for something. <laughs> yeah. So I was amazing that he genuinely wanted to give her a job. So that was genuinely. wow. Yeah, people like that. There are still people like that. Mm. Well, you know, this is about NYSC, and I just believe that NYSC is kind of a crucial point in everybody, like Nigerian youth. It's mm-hmm. crucial because it's kind of compulsory. And this is the time where people make strategic moves. Like yeah. what has they started businesses during NYSC and it really became very successful. Some yeah. got good jobs where they were retained and they grew from there. Others, it didn't happen that way. But your story is not my story. It doesn't mean that yes. it would work out for me. Like in church, there was something that our lead brother said. He said that People used to say you can't predict the future. Well, you can actually predict the future. If you see someone that is hardworking, you can tell that the person will be successful. <laughs> and if you see someone that is, you know, not serious, you just know that, ah, this one is not going to go far. So, like, just keep pushing it. As long as you're waking up every day, you are making intentional efforts to be better. See, opportunity will find you. Mm. You just have. It might seem like a miracle, one way or the other, it would happen. And it would just be beautiful. You yeah. love this. I agree with you because um, it may seem like things may not be working out now, but one day you just suddenly blow up. And everybody's like, ah, where have you been? We've been looking for someone like this. And, you know, your work yeah. suddenly seem like 
ah, these are masterpieces she has been making it for past 10 years or whatever, you know, and it's just like there. And some people, it's after they die. I mean, I don't want to be sad, but <laughs> some people, they no, lost their paintings too after they died and they became yeah. like, you know, world renowned. You know, I was thinking of Lizzo the other day, not too long ago, and I was just watching her video. I was like, oh my God, this is where she is, is like a combination of putting in hard work and efforts. And mm-hmm. if you look back at the music video she made then, which was not even popular, you know, they were crafted with intention, with art, you know. And I was just thinking, I'm like, when you're doing something, just do it like you're a star. You know, just exactly. do the best. Like somebody looks back 10 years and like, ah, this is really good, you know. And you yeah, know, don't, yeah. don't, don't behave like you're mediocre. Like already think like it's mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's, okay. like, that's wisdom right there. Yeah. To be honest, I just believe that whatever is worth doing is worth doing well. Like, For give sure. it your best. Give it your very best. Don't and it's not it might not be exactly what you thought it would be. I mean, in, in terms of reward, for example, now, I, this book, The Corner, has been out there, and when I was doing it, I was like, ah, when this book is published, God, opportunities, everything. So, like, it's not, it's happening, but it's not like I imagined. But I'm not mm. going to be discouraged. And in my next book, I'm still giving it my best. So, because sure. be, after three published books that all of a sudden, everybody's like, wow, this is a great writer. Mm-hmm. But I want them to go back. Like, when you can go back to my blog of when I see my mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what I've written since 2011, or mm-hmm. still like, wow. Exactly. Something has <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of that will still make it because truth of the matter is people will, people will research you. People will go back to see what you've done. And I, I, then I just start. So I don't know if everybody does that. Maybe I do that. <laughs> I do. I I'm do kind of too. like an obsessive uh, fan. I, yeah. I go back and if I'm watching your video and I love you, and I'm like, oh, where's this person been? I'm going to watch all <laughs> your videos to your first videos. <laughs> they yeah. will hide your video if you do not like it because I will watch it all. <laughs> I do that too. Like I'll go back and just. And I'll determine if I like really like you, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if it's just that video that you made that was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's just it. lucky to capture my attention. That's it. <laughs> that's just ah. Yeah. This was really, really fun. I'm glad that we had this conversation. And honestly, you changed my perspective because, you know, I had this segment where I talked about how I felt about the book. I definitely yeah. feel a different way now that things were explained to me. And I really appreciate you. I appreciate you coming Yay. on. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. No Thank problem. you so much. I'm so Thanks. excited. <laughs> I'm very mm. happy to have you here. So I'm happy that you feel good and I feel good. And this is amazing. Thank God for everything. Thank you. Thank God all the I hope you have a great week. Me and too. keep writing. Yeah. And I appreciate I what you said about hope as well. And yeah. so was the end when you mentioned about hope. And um, it just really resonated with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
I agree with everything you said there. Thank you. And all glory to God. I need you know, where else do I get my inspiration from? If not where else? <laughs> thank God for God. Thank God, God for God. God has been amazing. Do you have yeah. any final words you want to leave us with? Or um my final word is people always ask me why romance and I always say because I'm part of a grand romance story myself. I mean, hmm. Jesus died for me. So, hmm. and my, the way I see God or the way I relate to God is auto and finisher, maybe because I'm a writer. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. As I'm writing, I believe that I'm still a character in his grand scheme. He is yeah. now the author. Like, wow. this is his story. If mm. this is one large story and we're all just playing our our roles. So I just wow. want to tell someone out there that look, the person that's writing your story loves you. I mean, wow. writing a beautiful ending to your story right now wow. things might seem really crazy and rough or tough. But you know, Jeremiah 29-11, the thoughts I have for you are that's of good and not of evil. And not for evil. Unexpected glory. Mm. You know, happy ending, which is like a story. So this is why I always leave. At the end of my book, I think I always write that too in the author's part. So that's just what I want to say. Wow, those are amazing last <laughs> words right there. I'm, I'm blessed. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really blessed. I'm really glad we had you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. For <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope to talk to you Bye. again soon. Definitely. So. Definitely. God be with you and go with you and guide you in Jesus' name. Amen. You today. Amen. Much love. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So that was the author of the book, The Call, Unini Mosimabale. Oh my goodness. My mind is blown. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to talk to her. And it was nice to see and hear her experience and it was also nice to hear her different perspective on the different matters so i'm so so thankful that she gave us the opportunity to speak to her today and i really hope you guys check out her book and i hope you guys have a great day and we're going to have our prayer now father lord we thank you god for this opportunity we thank you god for our lives like Unini said, you are still the author and finisher. You are writing our stories and we commit our life into your hands. Lord, Father, Lord, keep writing our stories to a happy ending. Keep writing our stories to all the things that you want us to experience and have. I pray, O oh God, that you guide us and lead us and move us. Help us to not deviate out of your own path, but keep us on your own path, guiding us every step of the way. We pray, O oh God, for your hand, O oh God, upon our lives. And we pray, O oh God, that you mold us and shape us to who you want us to be. And at the end of the day, O oh God, may all glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.